Hello, this is Amber and welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. I am a Reiki master and a shamanic practitioner and my work is focused on core wound healing, life purpose work, sacred union sessions and intuitive readings. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. I just want to take this time just to thank all of you out there who support the podcasts and listen in and send such lovely messages. Um, It's always really beautiful to hear how the podcasts have affected your life and whether they've inspired you or um, helped in healing in some way or given you the information that you were looking for. It's just really beautiful to hear your stories, so thank you. Some of you have asked me how you can best support the work and there is a donation button on the website, if you go to the home page and then just click on the home button, there's a drop down menu and there's a donations button there and you can donate as much or as little as you feel called to and all the money goes back into creating the podcasts um, and serving you. It obviously costs to create podcasts in terms of um, hosting and all of that kind of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. So all donations are very gratefully and thankfully received. Uh, Today's podcast is um, on the subject of uh, copying or emulation, Um, copycatting really. I have come across a phrase for years and it was probably said to me when I was a child that imitation is the highest form of flattery and if someone is copying your work then it, it means that they admire you, that they look up to you in some way and it's a form of flattery. And um, I have to say that I've never seen it that way. I find it quite um, irritating and hurtful and um, downright annoying when someone chooses to plagiarize my work or copy it in some way, and I don't even get a credit for a start. But, you know, secondly, I just find the whole concept of it a really triggering thing. So I sat with that today, um, and I wondered why it makes me feel so angry when that happens. And I think when I sat in meditation and the, and the, and the, the answer that came to me is that rather than emulation or copying being the highest form of flattery, I feel like it's the, the lowest form of self-worth. It's the lowest expression of self-love. And that upsets me deeply. For me, what copying, so by that I mean, listen, it can be anything, right? It can be anything from the friend that dresses the way you dress to the colleague who um, rips off your ideas for a project. Um, I'll give examples from my life. I've had, you know, people in my life, acquaintances, new friends, old friends, come into my home and and like what I've done say with an altar or something and then a few weeks later or a few months later I go to their place and they've literally done exactly the same thing but I'm never given not never that's not true but sometimes I'm not given the credit um and it's sort of it's sort of startling you know it's like there is a carbon copy of your life um staring back at you and there's no credit for the fact that it it's your life and I've also had people Acquaintances, this is sort of more work-based, copy the stuff that I've done on my healing website or how I've um, run my healing sessions, how I've run my women's circles, 
um, copy my kind of style of writing, um, even try and copy the videos and the podcasts and things that I've created. Um, and so it's always kind of shocked me and staggered me. So while I was in meditation, I thought about this, right? And I sat with those emotions of anger and why does it trigger me so much? And I think part of it is what I've said, you know, it's a real kind of declaration of low self-worth when we do that. And then I got another realization, which is that it's often, you know, it's often part of our journey to coming to realize who we are, that we are inspired by others and that we take on things that aren't our own. You know, we kind of put on coats and hats that don't really fit us because we're trying to discover who we are. And while I was in meditation, I, I, it came to me that the times when I have um, been inspired by teachers and writers and so on um, and wanted to do what they did. And in trying to do what they did, I ended up creating my own body of work. Um, so they were my inspiration. But the idea of kind of taking something that is someone else's, you know, something that someone else has created, like a piece of art or a piece of work, and then passing it off as my own is something that would sit very uncomfortably in my body because it would be a huge declaration of my lack of self-love. Now, just because I'm a healer doesn't mean that I'm kind of reveling in self-love. Yeah, I have my moments of real lack of self-love, but one of the things I've never really... Um, had issue with on my skills. So everyone has, I believe, areas of their life where insecurities pop up and it could be around um, uh, your sense of identity. It could be around your sense of attractiveness. It could be around your body. It could be around your heritage. It could be around your intelligence, the way you speak, the way you walk. Um, there's so many areas that are potentials for us to feel less than in. And skills, the ability to create, the ability to be unique, the ability to heal, to, to write, to speak, to share, these are areas where I've never felt less than. Um, I have felt inspired by other people, really inspired by other people and wanted therefore to up my game but I've never been in the presence of someone and felt that I was somehow not worthy to be in their presence and therefore the only way to have a place in the world was to be like them i.e. to copy them what tends to happen is in moments in my life where I feel that trigger so I don't feel that I'm worth enough or I'm not beautiful enough or I'm not thin enough or what you know whatever it is that's being triggered Rather than attack the person or try and steal something from them, I go away and I do the work and I look at my own trigger. And I, I kind of am always amazed when that happens. I kind of you know, say to myself, well, look at you really hating yourself in this moment. Let's go away and look at that. And that's why I think mindfulness and healing and self-knowing uh, self gnosis is so important on our journey as spirit having a human experience because... When we don't have gnosis, I think we do one of two things. We attack, we seek to destroy in some way the thing that is triggering us, or we, we try and steal. We seek to emulate, emulate, to become, to steal from the thing that is triggering us. And really the, the sort of the, the middle path of that 
is to acknowledge our triggers and acknowledge the wounding beneath those triggers, to heal the wounding beneath those triggers, and to take inspiration from that and growth and spread our wings even wider so that the whole experience becomes an incredible learning curve for us and one through which we can expand. Unfortunately, what tends to happen is we either try and steal and become alike or we attack and we try and pull down. And all of these are ways, both of these are ways of interacting from a place of woundedness. I believe when we come to a place of gnosis, and it is a journey, it's not like we get to a place of gnosis and then we're like, well, I'm here, I'm done, I totally know me. It's a journey to self-knowing. And it will always be a journey, and I don't think we'll ever really complete it in our lifetime. But while we're on that journey to gnosis, part of being on that journey, walking that path, walking the red road, is that we're able to stop and pause when these triggers come up for, for us. Um, we're able to do the inner work. And where we get stuck with doing the inner work, we seek help. We seek a teacher or a healer to assist us. I've talked about this in other podcasts, you know, situations in circle that I've experienced as a healer, as a teacher, and just as a human being, you know, things that I've observed. I've got a podcast out there that's about how to be in circle. And it's, it's things that I've observed in circle, both as, you know, just someone just being in circle and then as a space holder. And one of the main things that I've observed in circle over the years is these two elements that we either try as a, as a humanity, as, you know, as mankind, we either try and seek to destroy the thing that triggers us or we seek to steal from the thing that triggers us, to have it, to claim it, to own it, to, to devour it, if you like. And I've experienced both of those things as a member of Circle. And I have watched it happen in Circle. Um, and, of course, it's the role of Space Holder to diffuse that, but it's often you know there's only so much you can do in circle and what plays out out of circle plays out out of circle so this is I guess this is a two-pronged kind of sharing you know I, I suppose if you feel that you've been on the receiving end of having stuff stolen from you and I hear this a fair bit in sessions you know someone's stolen your work or they they've tried to steal your life or they're copying you or they're you know, friends that you feel are somehow emulating you in some way and it doesn't feel loving, it doesn't feel good, is not to dismiss it by saying, oh, well, it's a form of flattery. I think we can go further than that. I think we can go to a place of compassion and see how lost this person really is in that they're seeking to sort of devour something from another rather than find their own way to the thing that they are seeking. Um, whether that is, you know, wanting to find... Um, their own path to healing or creativity or love or, or whatever it is. And then if you're someone that has done this, I think this is an invitation to really sit with yourself because we've all done this. You know, that's why before I created this podcast today, I sat in meditation and I thought about the times when I have been tempted to do that, where I've literally wanted to rip off a program that I've seen that someone else was running or there's you know a, a project that I see someone's doing and I think oh I just want to I just want to do the same thing how can I do the same thing but kind of you know label it different will I get away with it 
And it never happens for me. It just doesn't work. You know, there's something in my DNA that just doesn't allow that to happen. And I'll just go off in another direction and end up being inspired by that to create my own take on the very thing that inspired me. And if you put the two side to side, they'd be completely different. But I've had those impulses. I felt triggered enough to have that impulse. And I think it's important that if you are someone that does that, maybe you've been accused of doing that, or maybe you know that you do that, is that this is an invitation to really sit with yourself and really look at that as if you had a mirror in front of you. Really look at that. What is that? What is that about? Is that about feeling that you're not good enough, that um, you can't do it? Is that anger? Is that resentment? Is that feeling like life's not giving you enough opportunities or your childhood was difficult or um, the universe is out to get you or why does someone else have it so easy? And to really be with that and own it. That's the first step is to own it. You know, once we own it, we can start to heal it. I have podcasts out there and I'm going to do others on psychic attack and on block clearing. And I offer the block clearing um, on the website, which is basically clearing anything that's not in your highest good. So contracts, vows, agreements, cords, curses, psychic attack, um, the lot. And one of the things with psychic attack and curses is, um, is, is that it's fed from this energy of wanting to have what someone else has, wanting to destroy in someone else the thing that we wish we had, because that's where the energy comes from. If we can look at another person and see that they have something beautiful and wish that we had it too, but then we can do the work and sit with our triggers and heal our wounding, we're going to go in, in one of two ways. We're going to expand. You know, We're going to feel inspired to also be elevated in a similar way. Or we're going to go into a place of real appreciation for this person who's crossed our path and what they're showing us. And again, we then go on to inspiration. But when we're not aware, when we're asleep, and when we're in our own shadow aspects, we go into self-loathing and then we go into jealousy. And then from jealousy, we go into copying, into wanting to steal, into wanting to have. And then, of course, the nth degree of that is to go to a place where we psychically attack another through our thoughts, um, through our deeds, through our actions, through our wishing, through our daydreaming. And it's a very real thing. Um, you know, shamanism talks about it in, in great length and often in the shamanic healing work, um, when a shaman is clearing your energy field, they're, they're literally clearing the energy of darts and arrows and daggers and things like that because, you know, like the phrase goes, if looks could kill, our intentions have huge potency. And our jealousy, and I've talked about this in other podcasts as well, is one of the lowest forms of emotions that we can feel. It's when we're at our lowest vibration. It's when we're at our most unevolved, our most triggered, our most base in every way. And there's nothing particularly wrong in inverted commas with that. However, if we choose to stay there, then we're choosing to operate at the lowest frequency possible for us. We can have these emotions, we can sit with them, we can ask, where does this come from? Why is this appearing for me? How can I heal it? How can I track the story of this? Do I need to get some help to heal this? How can I come into a place of appreciation or neutrality or equanimity? When faced with this trigger, how can I dissolve this trigger so I get to a place of compassion and acceptance and love and unity? And when we're in a place of unity, we can't possibly want to steal anything from someone else or attack another person or 
in fact have those non-loving feelings towards us because when we're in that state of oneness oneness is not only about oneness with all of mankind and the planet but it's about oneness with our highest selves and when we are in oneness with our highest selves we can't ever feel that we're less than because we're aware of our divinity we are aware that we are limitless spirit moving through human body and therefore how could we possibly feel intimidated or jealous of another limitless human spirit moving through through a human body that is having its human experience we're all having our human experience we're all limitless spirit having our human experience and therefore there can be no competition but it takes a process of mindfulness to get there and um, my, my feeling is that when all of these things, which I talk about in my podcast and all of the things that I run my clients through in the deeper work, when all of these building blocks are not stacked on top of each other like a daily practice, a morning practice, clearing our energy field, mindfulness, looking at our triggers, um, you know, coming into alignment with our life purpose, making amends for any harm that we've done to others at the end of the day, when all these things, all these little building blocks aren't stacked on top of the other, it's very easy for us to go into base trigger response. And the basis trigger response is jealousy and competitiveness. And, and that is fueled by a kind of rage, a kind of resentment, which takes us to the place of attack or theft. So, if you've been at the receiving end of that, it's important to know that it's not necessarily personal to you, even though it may feel like it's personal to you. It's actually more about the other person's journey and where they're at in terms of their own self-development. And if you're listening to this thinking, uh, well, no one's ever copied me and I've never wanted to copy anyone else, I urge you to sit with that because I doubt very much that that's true. If we look at celebrity culture these days, we couldn't have um, a better example of those triggers being activated with people wanting to dress like their celebrities and use the same skincare and drive the same car and holiday in the same places. I mean, what is that but wanting what someone else has rather than being true to you, to who you are and what your desires are, or rather than being inspired by what that person has and asking, well, how can I have that also without necessarily needing to emulate it? But we have a culture of emulation where people want to have the same hair color as their famous celebrity, or they want to, you know, wear the same clothes as their famous celebrity. And all of this kind of perpetuates this idea that theft and emulation of another is okay. And it very much isn't okay. It very much is saying that we have no self-love and no self-worth and no gnosis, self-knowing. So it, my invitation is if you feel, oh, well, I've never really been jealous of anyone or I've never wanted to steal from anyone, is to really kind of sit with that and ask yourself, really, is this true? And see how far back you may need to track. Like you might need to track back to when you were a child and you were jealous of that kid at school and, you know, you stole their gym bag one day or, you know, you, you got the same haircut as them. But um, sit with it. Sit with what triggers were coming up for you, what, what you were telling yourself, what the, the story is that you were recounting to yourself. Because I think in that you might find out some really interesting things about yourself. And in that wounding will be your medicine and will be the knowledge of how you can truly spread your wings 
and truly find your authenticity at this time. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. Please have a look on the website if any of the podcasts call to you and the work that I'm offering and how it may feel aligned with you at this time. And do feel free to drop me a line if there's anything in the podcast that has inspired you or if there are any topics that you feel I haven't covered that you would really like to get my take on. Until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.